0: Parenthood is a time of so much change for you and your baby. A little reliable information can go a long way towards making this new life a good life. I'm Jessica Rolfe, and this is My New Life, a love every podcast. While the science aligns on what's healthy for a baby's brain development, When it comes to how to care for our babies, there's a seemingly endless supply of competing perspectives. Parents are swimming in advice on sleep, feeding, and parenting philosophies. In this season of the podcast, we aim to provide a variety of curated perspectives so you can make informed choices for your family. The so-called Mozart effect first entered the public conscience in the early 90s. The theory goes that listening to classical music while pregnant will make your baby smarter. Since we spent a lot of time talking about how babies become smarter on My New Life, we figured we better dig into this theory and get it straight once and for all. Here to illuminate us on the effects of playing Mozart to your baby in utero is Dr. Thomas Dardarian. He is an OBGYN at Axia Women's Health and past president of the American College of Osteopathic Obstetricians and Gynecologists. Welcome, Dr. Dardarian.
1: Good afternoon, and thank you so very much for having me.
0: So I would love to jump right into it. Can you give it to us straight? We've seen images of moms you know, with the headphones strapped to their bellies. Does playing Mozart while pregnant make our babies smarter?
1: Honestly, the short answer is we don't know. The data is really inconclusive. There were some early studies that looked at college age students. There were some studies that looked at kids who were in elementary school and even some studies looking at rats exposed to classical music or even chick eggs exposed to classical music and how they did in spatial relations after they were born uh, and making their way through mazes. So long and short, we don't think so, but again, you don't have a great randomized trial that's going to say yes or no to that answer.
0: Can we dig into a little bit more of this chicks and rats and their exposure to music before birth? Because that's the only study that we have that is related to music before birth, right, in in utero. They talked about how it generated new neurons in the brain's memory-focused hippocampus. Is that something that is Real? Can you talk to me about what happened with those chicks and rats if we wanted to make the leap to humans? Well, what we look
1: at is really the action of stress, um, cortisol, epinephrine, and norepinephrine, and that's effect on the brain itself. And the idea being that during evolutionary development, if you can decrease your cortisol response, suppress the epinephrine and norepinephrine that may that may lead to better neuronal development again in uh, particular what you were speaking about at the level of the hippocampus which then in turn may lead to better outcomes but more so the benefit is i believe and i believe the study bears out on this is is the music calming and soothing to the carrier And will that allow the carrier to have a better pregnancy course? So if you've had just a really difficult day at work and you're coming home and you're in that third trimester and it was, who knows, 100 degrees outside and you come home and you're like, I just want to put my feet up, drink some water and listen to music. I think it's whatever music you like that is going to soothe you is where the baby is going to get the benefit.
0: Okay. So if relaxing... Listening to music can be beneficial to both mother and baby by virtue of reducing the mother's stress. A less stressed mother has neural benefits for the baby is what you're saying, but there is no study that suggests direct benefits for the baby of listening to Mozart or any other music. But what about other sounds? When does a baby start to hear sounds outside the belly?
1: As early as 18 weeks, babies will begin to hear the internal maternal sounds, heartbeat breathing sounds, things of that nature, internal. At 27 to 29 weeks, so in the beginning of the third trimester, is really when babies can start to hear sounds from outside the environment. So that's sort of what, when we talk about when can babies, quote unquote, hear. If we were listening to Mozart or any other type of music or reading to our babies or things like that, it's going to happen at that early third trimester time period.
0: And I do remember reading somewhere that talking and singing to the baby in the womb, whether that's another caregiver, whether that's the, the mother, whether that's like a sibling or a family member, actually does have a positive effect in soothing the baby. What, what do you make of that?
1: We definitely know that babies do respond to external stimuli. In fact, there's a test that we do um, that looks at maternal well-being, and it's a, called a non-stress test. And so, what we do know is that when we do this test and the baby is exposed to external stimuli, whether it be vibratory noises or mom speaking to the baby or music, we will see the babies start to move. And then we will then see the changes on the electronic fetal monitor. Just like everything else, we all, um, there are patterns that are developed in not only in movement, but I truly believe that there are patterns that are developed in the baby's brain where it will you know, it will recognize certain sounds and and those sounds will then be recognizable again after birth.
0: Did you know that 85% of your child's brain is developed by age three? The play kits by Lovevery are an easy way to support your child's learning. Each kit includes expert design toys and activities that build important skills and inspire your child through stage-based play. When you sign up for the Play Kits, we deliver a box to your home every two to three months that's matched your child's age and what they're hungry to learn. Love Every provides the map to help you confidently guide your child's learning. Unlock the joy of intentional play. And so if you were to be a pregnant mom right now, (laughs) <laughs> or if you were to, your partner was pregnant, would you regularly sing and read to your baby when your baby is in utero?
1: Well, I'm not going to regularly sing because I have a terrible voice. So, but um, I think it is important. Yes. I think interaction during pregnancy is extremely important on, on a couple fronts. Number one, I kind of joke about my voice, but honestly, it's the engagement, right? So if my partner, my significant other, is pregnant, and I'm engaged in that pregnancy, and I'm and I say like, "Oh, you know what? I'm going to read to the baby tonight," or "I'm going to read a book to the baby tonight," that shows that I am a partner through this journey, and I think that has some very positive outcomes. I think maternal bonding, um, or I should say, in just in general bonding. Um, is very important as well. So reading to the carry, uh, reading to the baby that you're carrying as well, very, very important. And then again, just going through the journey together is going to provide some comfort, knowing that you're not doing this alone, knowing that you're excited, leading to decreased cortisol levels, decreased stress levels, and just really allowing for a happy, healthy environment for the baby to grow in.
0: Okay, so now I'm going to get a little bit more nerdy, though. I get it on the softer side. I get on the attachment and the sort of the general benefits. What about repetitive prenatal reading of a single story? Let's say you just read Goodnight Moon every night to this baby in utero for weeks I feel like I heard that there was some kind of study that said that newborns then recognized and had a preference for that story. Is that something that you know about? And then is there anything positive about that? Is that good to recognize and have a preference for that story?
1: Sure. I think that's a great question. And to be honest with you, I did not read that study. I've not seen that study. And so I don't know that in particular that it's good night moon or one particular story again i just think that there's so many confounding variables that i just think that it's just the action itself of engaging hearing voices hearing inflections hearing tones really does is what we're looking for
0: and that makes sense because when we think about how babies understand language, it's fascinating to think that their language learning, in the sense that they can hear the sort of rhythms and recognize voice and tone, can begin before they're even born. It's a really fascinating concept. I, you know, I know sometimes we worry about going to a loud concert or, you know, actually damaging a baby's ears while they're in utero. I've read that, that you're not supposed to have too loud of, of music or other sounds. Is that real?
1: It is not. There's, there is uh, no data that shows that. I mean, I think at one point there was also some, there were some studies that if you did too many ultrasounds at the noise waves from the, um, from the ultrasound, because it's sound waves that they go in to take the picture and come back, and that's how the image is made from those sound waves, that that would lead to uh, hearing loss and deafness in babies, and that has never been borne out. What I do tell my patients when it does come to going to concerts and things like that is that you have to remember that your abdomen is unprotected at that point. So if you're gonna be somewhere where perhaps someone might be imbibing and you're at risk of getting bumped into, you know, certainly I would not recommend going into quote unquote the non-seated area or the general admission area where people are going to be dancing around. Someone could fall over and, and hit into your belly, but I don't have a problem if somebody uh, is in the third trimester, and they'd like to go to a concert and, you know, sit in your seat, uh, relax, enjoy the music, and uh, have a great time. And I think that's, a, that's and again, I think that's beneficial for the pregnancy.
0: That is so helpful. I, I always felt worried about too loud of a music for the baby to be. So I, I love hearing that, that, that we don't have to worry about that as much. So appreciate hearing from Dr. Thomas Dardarian. Here are my takeaways from our conversation. Takeaway number one. There is no concrete evidence that playing music of any type makes your unborn baby smarter down the line. But there may be some connection between a pregnant person listening to calming music to reduce their stress and improved neural development in the unborn baby. Takeaway number two. Babies can start to hear sounds from outside the womb in the beginning of the third trimester. Takeaway number three. Reading can build bonds, and bonding has all sorts of benefits for both baby and parents. So don't hold back on singing or reading to your baby in utero. Takeaway number four. In most circumstances, you need not worry about music damaging your baby's hearing. As long as it's not too loud for you, it's fine for the baby. To learn more about ways to stimulate your baby's brain, visit our blog at loveevery.com. That's L-O-V-E-V-E-R-Y.com. You've been listening to My New Life. If you think this episode might be helpful to a fellow parent, please share. And if you'd like to learn more about the topics discussed in today's show, head over to loveevery.com. That's L O V E V E R Y.com. I'm Jessica Rolf. Thanks for listening.